Today, on the Terrible Warriors, we return to our game of Dear Great Cthulhu, please stop giving me superpowers. In the next hour, we'll go from having no characters at all, or a setting, or a plot, to becoming embroiled in a small community, holding back the tides of change that threaten their safety and their security. And also a growing void of destruction that must be fed every day or else the entire world as we know it will be swallowed up into its mob and I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get back to the table with Velvet Duke, Ewan, and myself, Justin Eacock, as we present our character concepts and roll the dice to find out what superpowers the Old Ones will be bestowing upon us this day. So in reverse order, we'll start with me. With the support, I went with Harlow. I don't know uh, what Harlow's last name will be, but let's go with Harlow for now. We can find out if they have a... The, the surname might come important because my family is going to be important. Tired eyes and work clothes. Uh, if you all been to Toronto and Kensington Market, there's this really big fruit store on like a corner. It's kind of open most of the day. Like two people work there and everyone says the freshest fruit you can get is like fruit and vegetables. Uh, so what commitments hold you back you're supposed to circle family work, religious community, another marginalized community, uh, or my house. I actually circled family and work. This is the family vegetable fruit stall in mm. this pedestrian market in like a Kensington market kind of place. Mm. And so, yes, I'm a herald, but also I got to look after the store because of my ailing parents and they live upstairs. And if this thing goes down and we don't pay the rent, they're out on the street because this they've been living in this place uh since forever and so the rent that they're paying is really really low and as long as the business keeps bringing in a profit the landlord isn't going to raise the rates up so we have to keep this thing going but they're too old to be there and so a key relationship is a coworker. I've got someone who's always there to like look after the store, especially recently as I've been less able to constantly be there for shipments and deliveries and dealing with all the management that goes around with that. And, and also trying to, you know, you got to clean it up because you're dealing with produce that it's going to have to be tossed really at the end of almost every day and dealing with the dumpster divers that are coming by to get the food and people that are saying you should be donating all this stuff to the homeless camp down the street, but I'm still a business owner and I got to be able to make if I'm just giving away all of my stuff and all these debates that go on and on and my parents that are living upstairs that's my life and then i became a herald <laughs> so uh harlow's exhausted <laughs> in in that way there's not enough money to hire more people and pay them properly in fact even this co-worker is taking much less than they should be because they're essentially working as a manager and they're making just maybe minimum wage but all the profit margins are so razor thin nothing is working out everything is bad capitalism is evil and, <laughs> and yeah we're so stuck in this monster harlow's trying their best but also they need to be able to keep this Herald thing from absolutely destroying their lives because if this store can't continue to function, their parents aren't going to be able to look after themselves. So what do these commitments empower me with? They empower me with resources. They empower me with a place to live, shelter. They empower me with food from the store itself, from the income that comes from that, as well as uh, being like a local business owner. You have connections to those other kinds of resources of being like part of a BIA and having that kind of like local grassroots organization. You know, the other people 
look out for each other, especially in a small market like this, because, you know, raising ship, raising tide, lifts all ships kind of an idea. But as my commitments continue to pull me away from the store and away from the community, like this whole thing is like, these are two trains coming at each other. And they're going to collide. And, and and there's no way that both of these things can coexist anymore. And the old ones are not going to stop giving me superpowers. So this uh, this feels doomed right from the start. <laughs> uh, that's Harlow. We'll come back to me when I meet the other two characters in our, in our community. Uh, but I will ask you, I have two questions. Who have I inadvertently hurt by placing my commitment over helping them? Or who have I used my commitments to help? I think I might pick the first one. So, so what, consider this. Which one of you have I inadvertently hurt by placing my commitment over the shop, over helping you? And maybe, maybe it was exactly that dumpster diving thing. You're one of you is broke and hungry, and it's like I can't just give you a free pineapple. I've definitely heard a lot about heard about i've definitely seen the whole interactions between shop owners and like people who are giving out food so i don't know is that more of an organizer thing do you think velvet or is that we'll see i mean uh, and that might not be who how i hurt that was just a a prompt that i suggested but but uh, the question that i asked the group and then you can answer to me how i hurt you Uh. (laughs) right like i'm not telling you how i hurt you you're telling me how i hurt you so that is um that is our support nerd let me let me know you all right i actually chose one of the pre-packaged names i went with xavier because that's a great name fun name uh i went with wide eyes because you know that's the personality i'm going for we're going very classic we're going with the classic autistic over explainer that's what we're doing today Today, that is that is the that is the look that just is the today, just for one night only. Only today, never <laughs> any other time in my life. Just I, I, yeah. limited engagement. Limited as over explaining as enthusiastically uh, sharing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just it's you're just you want to get the detail and the context correct <laughs> so that they understand the intention so that they yes. know why they should be as excited about it. The why, the how, predicting. the where, the when, and the what. It's ESP almost because I'm going academic chic because I'm going with something like an adjunct, a uh, master student who's a little in debt. We're not going to talk about how much a little in debt with that with that good old OSAP master's degree money. It doesn't uh, matter. You're a herald. You'll be dead in 10 years. You won't have to pay it off. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is kind of the vibe, unfortunately. Um, and uh, for there's also the question of what do you know? And we've chosen yeah, two. What, what did you choose? I've been in master's level history courses before. And so much of it is about talking about what people have been talking about, talking about the thing. Historiography is one of the main things you learn. It's less about what actually happened and more about, well, how did people react to what happened 20 years out, 50 years out, so on. So I love mm. the why different people think the great old ones are here. And also what the general public thinks about heralds. Okay. I love the idea of someone who is sort of in a sociology, maybe in a policy, maybe in a history field, who is mostly talking about reactions to heralds and ends up talking around himself a bit because the idea (laughs) of unknowable things is very appealing to me. You know, here the unknowable is more neutral. It's up to the players what they do with unknowability. 
for me, I love unknowability and undefinability, and I love tracking conversations around it's, it's, it. It's, it's, it's kind of in the same like quantum theory, multiple universes. Like now we do have ancient mm-hmm. alien beings, but are they from another dimension? Are they from another timeline? Are they are just they part of the like creation? Do they exist? Are they all part of a, a collective psychic consciousness that is mm-hmm. uh, infecting like a pandemic through our minds, causing these m- m- mutations? Um, are we them or are they we? Are they a future us rippling through time and causality, uh, setting in motion a closed loop to bring us into an ascended form? Do we see them because they are there or are they there because we see them? Which is my favorite thing. (laughs) Berger and Luckman, Social Construction of Reality. And when you're an ant on a highway looking at the tire coming at you, does (laughs) any of those answers matter? (laughs) To me, very much. Uh, To my character, more so. Splat. Ah, splat. So my key relationship, I've already foreshadowed this, is a professor, and I don't want to over-determine this, but the idea of a professor who I'm TAing for, to be slightly cynical, maybe not the most... I imagine this professor as someone who is not a Herald, but who maybe has a certain stake in... um, Harold Otaku. Uh, Harold Stan. And also, Harold's may be negatively viewed by a lot of people. Also, society. this is going to get them their paper. This is going to win them the Nobel. Yeah. There's going to be... <laughs> because everyone wants to study the Heralds. They don't really want to be there. Hey, wanna... that's kind of like a lot of different groups that are appropriated. <laughs> Did I do that on purpose? I don't know. <laughs> I, maybe that was... I don't know. That's so uh, weird. That'd be so tragic if that ever happened. That'd be tragic if it happened uh, in real life. Uh, really outside insane, the confines yeah. of this game. Oh, this fictional science fiction uh, uh, fantasy. So the idea of them mining their autistic, I mean, Harold, mm. research assistant for little fun stories to mention at conferences and sort of the extractive research. How many times has this professor quoted you without citing you in their papers? Well, it's not As one. their own ideas. It's not twice. <laughs> More than twice. But also potentially. Did they just good. take yeah. your, your uh, dissertation and then just put their name on it <laughs> not quite that bad but there's much smarter ways to do that without it being so obvious <laughs> hey could you do a annotated bibliography for me knowing i'm going to overwrite it and knowing i'm going to put a bunch of stuff in there that you can just kind of graze on and also that leads to potential conflict because i don't know i don't know what your organizer is going to be like but this might be a concern for the organizer who is worried about too much information flowing out of their community and into the hands of this academic through me yeah. Yeah, little... you basically you're like a mole in our group. Like you're the leak. You're not going to keep doxing us through your. <laughs> <laughs> I think this actually happens. I think some people I... are very functional. Look, one of the members in my group it runs a fruit store down in the market. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Why am I part of your research? I don't have time for this. I have to pay my yeah. rent. <laughs> and this oh, this desire to be frank and open and this uncomfortableness with honesty and i'm not doing autism i promise we're not doing another autistic character i would never mine my autism life experiences for content that would be so weird of me uh i think as as you'll note in my last show uh (laughs) section 23 paragraph 2 subset 3 i would like the court to see exhibit b uh so uh which question would you like to ask the group um yeah, I was going to do the beneficial one, but I think after all of the backstory I've given, I have to go with who have I made uncomfortable with my knowledge or who have I potentially even, uh, this is slightly twisting it, but I think it's appropriate. Who have I, 
<laughs> who have I potentially endangered or compromised with my yeah. knowledge or with my academicizing? I mean, it, 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 like that, that would make me feel uncomfortable if you put my yeah. privacy, my danger, like my safety, my <laughs> security at risk my you know especially my privacy uh if you're if we had a mask character here which we don't i'm not playing a mask character that's the thing is my 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 support character is very much like they're still running a business but they're running a business in a small like kensington market has always like been like this like strange like immigrant bohemian kind of place that already had a bit of an outsider feel uh, i mean at least until the 90s <laughs> before before things got a little more gentrified uh but he um He's not a mask, so I can't play him like that, and I shouldn't play him that. But but he is certainly he has the benefit of those resources, and he does have a lot to lose because he's got a lot at stake that he's trying to keep from drowning. And if something that you did put that at risk, it would make him feel very uncomfortable. And you can see how one playbook, even when we're just making these stories, one playbook can sort of bleed into another because while I'm doing the nerd, I have now almost subconsciously included some elements of the newbie. Not too many, but they're all related experiences. So I wonder, could, could the, who have I made uncomfortable with my knowledge? If that related to like what the general public thinks about Harold's, you keep coming. I'm trying to run a business here and you keep coming into the group and you keep telling me about how the general public thinks about the heralds and that isn't good business when Xavier I'm... <laughs> has put you on the map of where the heralds are working so people are coming in to gawk at you not to buy support yeah. herald businesses guys and then they come yeah. in and they buy gum and they're like so why are you like that <laughs> like that <laughs> All of that. Yeah, we haven't rolled the superpower yet. We don't know what I'm like yet. Like, I'm still running a food stall. Maybe it's made it a little bit easier because I now have 13 tentacle limbs that I can throw bananas into packages real quickly. Hopefully it's not something that causes fungus because then I'd be dealing... There's a whole section of just fungal powers, which would be very bad with food <laughs> oh, produce. Uh, <laughs> I am excited to see what power I end up with. I am thinking of Xavier as a... I don't know if this is a term. Maybe it is a term in our universe. They forever herald the idea of someone who's like kind of never not been in that region might make him a little insensitive to people with more mm. issues with visibility. Mm -hmm. Like I am someone who's always looked a little Other. swishy. Yeah. So I'm not, I sometimes have to be a little more what careful. Do you mean? And sensitive what, what, what do you mean you're uncomfortable becoming a research subject in a, in a paper from a professor? Why wouldn't you want to be part of a study to help learn more about what make heralds different and weird? My dad signed me up for studies when I was five and I turned out great. <laughs> I begged him to make me. I love it. There's this whole paper about how he brought in a baby monkey and I was a baby in the room and I started mimicking the monkey's behavior and everyone was kind great. of freaked out for some reason. I loved the attention and it definitely did. There was no lasting cognitive development no. problems that happened later in life. Why isn't your trauma the exact same as mine? <laughs> Uh, and let me give you a paper on how you can make it exactly the same. Yep. I wrote, see, here's my first paper that I wrote in year one. Why trauma isn't that bad. <laughs> what? what? Trauma <laughs> is chosen family by another name. Making yourself perfectly legible to normal society is the best way to feel good about yourself. It worked really well oh. for me. Oh, uh, God. In this <laughs> TED talk, in my essay, I will. Mm -hmm. Oh, anyway. boy. Well, okay. uh, all right, last but not least, we need we need our we need our linchpin here. We need to know the organizer. 
of our of our community. Uh, so as per usual, Justin, there's alignment between some of our things, uh, but also, you know, uh, you know, uh, not. Yep. So uh, so I, I kind of went with the script that they have in front. And of course, I can't go with the script that they have in front. So I am the organizer. I am Olivienne. Uh, they I have jaded eyes and I look thrown together. Mike forward. Uh, what's pushing me forward is. Uh, ambition for hope. Uh, so I also took two there. Uh, mm. The idea of proving that it can be, that this can be. What's holding me back is pride. It can be, but not for me. Um, my key this relation. Is, this is this is planting the oak tree that the next generation will benefit from. Yeah. We're not going to see the fruits of our labor, but hopefully the next well, group will. Well, I'm. For me, it's that. Everybody around me, everybody who comes into my space, I'm going to make it true for them. You know, it's too oh, late. Oh, you're going to light me. yourself on fire to keep them warm. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Again, how much of this is real life? Uh, and uh, in, ter- in terms of the key relationship, when I say that, it's like we're, we're kind of aligned. Is I had chosen the local business owner as the key relationship. Oh, so that's how I get <laughs> to know you. <laughs> yeah, and so so to answer your question, are we part question, of like a herald? street of like so so i am like the bia annual (laughs) event organizer specifically around food equity no no i'm not giving you my free food how i hurt that's every single day every time i come around i have parents um, upstairs i got rent to be paid i got this landlord who's looking for any excuse to kick the herald owned business out Yep. And turn this into a boutique hotel, and uh, and sell the land for a condo. And I I can't so I can't risk that. I can donate to the cause. Look here, I'll, here's a hundred dollars. Go buy so some bagels. The other side of of my reality is that I was a foodie equity banker. Oh my god! Has now seen you know I've turned to food equity as like this is my calling. So that wow. idea of the, who is who's the owner of the building? Uh, How many years have we been doing this velvet where we end up making characters and it's just like <laughs> we are like so, you have convinced me of the collective unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> like we are through some energy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so as you're sharing. talking I'm like oh oh the landlord who, or the owner of the building who keeps coming over and saying <clears throat> maybe maybe you could sell now. Like Yeah, and I'm feeling now you're making me feel like I'm Scrooge at the beginning of Christmas Carol being like are there no poor houses? Are there no prisons to hold them? And like and I was like and I'm not that I'm just like I can't if I You're- give this away, I have inventory that I have ledgers, I have auditors, I have I can't. Your fear <laughs> is the boutique uh, hotel for the rich, as opposed to the boutique hotel to feed people without <laughs> feed everybody. Charles mm. down the street ran the clothing store, 
is already gone out of business and got shuttered and maybe even firebombed in the night by protesters. We got vandals coming around now because of this professor that wrote a paper all about our businesses. And oh, <laughs> I'm dealing with, I have to, I have to, have to pay extra money for security and for lights and cameras and putting bars on the windows so that no one climbs in and assaults my parents while they're sleeping. And, and I, and now you're asking, I, I look, I, I can, I can give you some of these day olds. They're going into the trash, but they're technically still good to eat. Uh, just, I'll put them in the green bin and you just roll them down the, I just, I won't ask about it. So that's today, but tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Yes. So food miser is what I've written. Uh, And then, uh, so in terms of the, uh, the ask, um, choose one thing to ask the group who is my confidant who listens to my problems uh, and i, I don't think it should be me but the two of us like 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 velvet olivian yeah. and and harlow uh is the enemies to lovers trope that's going to yeah. be written like <laughs> It's it's happening, but uh, we're not. I can't be your confidant right now. I don't no. have time. I don't have time for all of this. Another one. <laughs> it sure would suck if things that you vent to me end up in some sort of extractive paper yeah. <laughs> that get published in, in nature. <laughs> You accidentally hear someone's drama and then you're like, oh my God, everything makes sense. All of this concept makes sense. And then you say it out loud somewhere else and you're like, oh, well, I didn't say names. You didn't have to. You didn't have to say names. It was bad enough. I anonymized it. I anonymized the information. It's like slightly blurred. Of of (laughs) these three people, and I'm one of them, who could this be about? I don't know. Uh, There's like, then, you know what? Even then, at least Xavier <laughs> listens to you. Yes. <laughs> like on top of that, yes, you know that they're also like tattling on everything yeah. you're saying, yeah. but it's also nice that they can I've give you the time, and then it's not constantly a debate. Xavier doesn't debate you. I yes. don't really. I'm yeah. just kind of tell data, me more. Or- just write it all down. Let me write it all down. How does that make you feel? Mm. And it's not even, it's not even conscious. It's really just like, I need to understand every Herald's experience. I need to know everything about it. I've got it. The more I hear, the better I am. There's no, there's no, um, there's no weird desire. It's just, you know, I think I can trust my professor to be professional. Someone who helps me and is going to get me a job would never hurt me. Building your community. Oh, we have not finished creating our characters. We have to roll our superpowers and then we will build our community. Are you ready for the first dice roll? Let's do it. All right. You're going to roll two D6s five times and then just give me the numbers done. Like where the one six is the tens column and the other six is the ones column. So you'll just give me like a, a list of five numbers and just say like, you know, 12, 32, 41, 44, like, let me know what that mm-hmm. are. I'll write them down. And then I will read out the verb, adjective, noun, body part, and complication that your power is. We'll do it all in one go. You uh, and would, you want to go first? Uh, you, you've go. been in the middle. So let's, you, yeah. let's throw you at the beginning yeah. of the line this time. 
Uh, here's a clicky clack. There you go. All right. So that's a uh, 23 first. 12. I should get a thing. 21. I'm getting a lot of ones and twos. Uh, 61. That is four numbers. And the final number. 22. <laughs> 22. Okay. The number of ones and twos. <clears throat> okay. So your power, your first one, is you throw shocking fire from your stomach at nighttime. Flex. I mean, so so how 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 does how how do you throw shocking fire from your stomach? It's does it dummy. come? Does it come from your stomach, or does it? Do you throw it up? I think the ima- I like think is it the- generating in your stomach and you just keep like vomiting yeah. electrified fire like like you know like those Icelandic volcanoes where the heat is static so charged it's also like lightning storms coming out of you but only at nighttime so it's fine it's only at nighttime during the daytime you can do all your interviews I definitely <laughs> do see a thing where it's like it's this kind of thing that is building up during the day so it's not it's not that it's not there it's just here. There's some slight um, stat. I know I could have been a mask with this, but you know, I'm not. So we'll just, this is a very visible thing. I start off the morning looking regular and fine. Oh, and your then stomach just can balloons. It's just big. It's just, it's really there. It's roiling it's, and it's bubbling. It might even be glowing. If you touch it, your hair is going to stand up on end. It's everything static. Uh, uh, people's phones wipe out as you're going past them because it's building like this like <laughs> EMP charge. And at night, I've got a... You have to go to the top of a building and just shoot up into the sky. And at nighttime, it's like fireworks storming around you. You're just like, if I want to sleep all night, just ah. Which is lovely on nights when I don't need to sleep. But if I got to wake up, I need my CPAP machine. I mean, you know. (laughs) You have, well, actually, maybe, maybe there's a member in the community that's working on a shocking fireproof CPAP machine that you can wear while throwing all this fire out while you sleep because you you're melting through them all i'm the, i'm the only student not pulling all-nighters because if i were what would i do uh, but see, that's actually see again we've got real life parallels because how do i manage when i can't just pull an all-nighter like a lot of people do also yeah why do yeah I you're, have- you're 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 pulling a student whose powers only really mess you up truly mess you up at nighttime <laughs> Which is a critical time for students who are constantly overpressured and being pushed to shove all of their workload into times of day when people don't need them. And all right, this is interesting. <laughs> all right, so write that down in your playbook. <laughs> you throw shocking fire from your stomach only at nighttime. 62, 13, 65. 53 and a 12 for Harlow. My first power repair loud vacuum from, from my flowers. And I must eat a specific food for it to work. So I repair, Repair. That's a really interesting verb. So the adjective is loud. The noun is a vacuum. 
So the power is a loud vacuum that manifests from my flowers, which I have. And I must eat a specific food for it to activate. This is why I can't donate food to you, Velvet, because on top of having to also sell it, I also have to eat it so that I can continue to... What what do you think repair repair loud vacuum would mean? Does it mean that my, I mean, my flowers can repair things or are my flowers sucking up? <laughs> in this case, vacuum, I think, is meaning more in the sense of a vacuum, a lack of space. A lack of matter in space, you know, you know, some sort of hole, some sort so, of void. And, and I was to add to that, I was thinking more like the community hole. So you talked about that shop down the road having closed down. It's like you are trying to repair the community and you're blasting out this energy. But it's so loud. But it's so, so loud. Or, or, or could there be a repair the or could but this power is my power is repairing a loud vacuum that is growing <laughs> and oh. i have to continue to repair it the sucking holes or like the, the, the store down the street actually didn't shut down it shuttered because it's keeping in check a growing void that only oh, my flowers oh. can keep from growing and oh. i have to like pollinate the void I have to pollinate the void to keep it from growing and consuming the whole town. And I have to do that by eating celery what? and like green vegetables. This, this could be a really <laughs> worrying metaphor for something, but I don't think it resembles anything. How does that, does that make sense? Cause I was immediately thinking that these powers would manifest from my body, but that's actually, that's not how the old ones operate. There's no rule saying that, this power is connected to me. Only my flowers can keep them in check and they continue to bloom and grow over me. I just have flowers. Like I imagine uh, not like fla like Mediterranean style vines that have mm. little colorful reds and pink flowers that are growing around me. And, and then I have to keep them in bloom by eating the right vitamins and irons and stuff from, from the food of my shop. And I've got this like smoothie <laughs> that I need to make every day from this various stuff that I figured mm. out thankfully through the nerds help, uh, how to monetize and, uh, and I have to drink it down to keep my flowers so that they can continue to um, give whatever aura or pollination that they do that is stopping this ball of vacuum. You're on the void from growing guy. in my next door building that if it burst out into the street would eat everybody. Yeah. The Void Repair Diet. It, just like it ate Charles and his clothing shop. That's right. Oh, my God. Charles went into the vacuum. <laughs> he came for the ties, but I don't yeah. wear ties, so I didn't do anything. we got to tie this one down. <laughs> We've got uh, some very destructive ones already. Yeah, okay. Hey, maybe this helps, though, because you can just, at nighttime, oh. sit underneath the vacuum and just shoot your fire into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice black hole I assume to absorb your power. Nearby, right? I've just got a couple asbestos-lined tubes that <laughs> I up through my bed. Ah, shove it on uh, in there yeah. and just blow it right out into the void down. Yeah, nothing burns down. Yeah. 
when I was a kid, they'd just shove me in a pit, you know, and it was fine. Uh-huh. This must drive you insane, organizer, that I am taking food that should be used to feed the houseless. And I'm literally throwing it into a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep my business afloat. We need to keep the black. There's, there's no deeper message to this at all. There's no deeper message. Don't think too hard about it. Okay, uh, okay. Let me let me write this onto my character sheet because uh, I think we figured it out. All right. So there's the 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 black hole next door <laughs> that can only be quelled by me eating uh, a veggie slurry and keeping my flowers in bloom. This gilly juice. It also now means like I also now I can't be a mask. I'm covered in <laughs> vines and flowers. I'm. I'm the vegetable flower marker. Like yeah. you I'm are the flower the fruit market. <laughs> People keep trying to pluck flowers off of me and the store going, no, yeah. smack Can them off. Of not you? for sale. Not for sale. <laughs> this is not a flower shop. This is a vegetable <laughs> shop. Isn't and I do not grow thing? cucumbers. Are the, flowers in fr- are the flowers in front your children? Uh, now the thing is, this is a loud vacuum. I'm repairing this next door. It is just this sound of swirling all the time, and it's just it's it's a it's a vacuum, but it's a, it's as much of a vortex. It's just this swirling, dark, growing maw that is loud all the time, and it it's keeping me up, and I'm already too tired. Okay, repair a loud vacuum. Ever had flowers. your building resurfaced? It's like that. That's what it's. That's just. That's just what it is. Let's just city life now. Veggie slurry. It's not even like the good veggies. It's like the stems on the cilantro. Like it's <laughs> good. Well, it has to have the right herbal components to appease <laughs> the this and that. Uh, are you sure we couldn't just like maybe throw in a little bit of banana, a little bit of strawberry to help like take so the edge off? Cultism <laughs> is part of the ritual. <laughs> Oh, it's just the textures. It's, it's all bad. It's all just bad. Oh, yeah. I hate texture. Yeah. <laughs> That's why um, it's a smoothie. <laughs> why? But why is it so chewy if it's a smoothie? It's like That's the crunchy. Why is it crunch? <laughs> There's so many seeds in it. The caraway seeds get stuck in the aloe, so you get these little <laughs> gristly bites almost. I'm having to buy such exotic things for what was just my, like, veggie market. <laughs> you mean you don't have to get like sumac? <laughs> have celery you don't have sumac <laughs> this is toronto people expect things <laughs> oh my goodness okay um we need one more power from velvet uh, let's see 34 64 22, 11, and 11 again, I'll re-roll. No, you don't have to. It's a different chart. Okay. Yeah, they're all they're all different. So like the 11 on the body part will be different from sure. the 11 on the complications. Yeah. So control, <laughs> spicy, <laughs> plants. Themes. You control spicy plants from your hands. However, you can produce it, but you cannot control it. So I control them, but I can't control them. You 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 control 
you control spicy plants from your hands. Yeah, but I can't say but how you can't far stop they bloom them from growing. Yes, they continue to produce like really fast growing yes. nails. Yeah, <laughs> all the time from your hands. They just they're just always coming out of you. Yes. Uh, but but how does it mean that you can control them? Can you control their spiciness? Get a really so hot it's, one it's the, or a the, mild the one. Scoville, the Scoville uh, <laughs> scale is that the or, right scale? Or are you actually able to control them like they can move around like your little toy soldiers? So <laughs> like I spicy. Th- because I'm the organizer, I I feel <laughs> like I have the control to use them as appendages, as like oh I need that I need a new pen and it ro- goes so out. So you got like these vines, these spicy plant vines that are coming yes. out of your hands that you can move like Doc Octopus. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they keep growing, so you have to have like you have to prune them on a regular basis because they just keep. Constantly. You wake up in the morning and you're just like entwined oh. in vine and so every day you have to like cut back like uh like that creeping vine in atlanta that's like slowly like choking yes. all of georgia and every day oh they have God. to cut them back from the highway have you heard about this ewan yes i think i this, saw that, or like invasive... in other places so what makes them spicy because <laughs> just... i do uh, <laughs> they're just growing peppers off of them uh so i i, I do believe this is part of where you and I had conflict because you literally have a place to sell things, but you won't take it off of a, off me. Like literally take these off my hand. I'm not going to sell your weird <laughs> hand plants. <laughs> Regulations. I don't even right. think these are yeah. like, they're, are they're they not, GMO? They're, are they GMO? <laughs> <laughs> like they're not they're not a plant of this world yeah. olivia they're, they're, no one on earth has ever seen this before and anytime you get it close to your eyes it's like yes. putting chili powder into your face like they're the leaves the vines themselves yes. like yes they go around and you can use them to grab like appendages but also if they rub against skin and they rub against your eyes yeah, it's like rubbing after you've been like chopping jalapenos and you get them into your fingers and you rub your ah all the time you got and you're and it's all over my stuff and people have food intolerances is now all my veggies in in my store are covered in like chili powder because your (laughs) vines are rubbing up against them whenever you walk around because you're like cloaked in this stuff every day hopefully as an organizer you have some milk on hand right i mean (laughs) i'm lactose intolerant i'm sorry you're just a walking pepper spray attack everywhere you go So yes, uh, absolutely. Oh goodness! If we had, if we had Dragging like a noob, I feel like yep. the noob in this group would be like, "What if we got like a coffee grinder and we took it up to your hand plants, and then we could like confetti your spicy plants into the cops that are trying to stop us at the march, and we reverse pepper spray them with your spicy plant hands, and we turn it into like a like a snow machine, right? Like a like a t-shirt launcher." Uh, <laughs> and everyone's like, "No, that's that's bad. That's assault, noob. You can't." That's that's just attacking people. We will people. all be in jail immediately. <laughs> immediately in jail. Not good. So this is also. I also. I need you out of my store because you're constantly dropping spicy residue everywhere. Yeah, and spicy takes, and it just keeps growing. And and there, your confidant that you're talking to, you're more than happy to prune back the leaves every day, and you might keep some samples and take them back later. Uh, the, well, it's for science. It's for science. Oh my God. Hold on. I have to eat a specific food every day in order to keep my power in check so that I keep the loud vacuum from repairing. Yeah. 
<laughs> this slurry is something that the nerd made up for me, and I've been complaining about the taste and the texture. What if I inadvertently been eating spicy plant? What if that's actually it's not just the stuff that's like the sumac in my store, but also a plant <laughs> not of this world is the secret ingredient. And you've actually just been throwing all this bitter stuff in to mask the fact that it's a really spicy plant coming from Olivia's hands that it's you're recycling. pruning every night and then putting into like my tea of life. That, that I have in the morning. Circle of life. Um, and, and it uh, proves that they're, the old ones have a plan because our powers are so synergized. Let's, are they? <laughs> Not from our are everyday they? life, but now they're maybe. Um, when you uh, when you grind it, I've decided that it, it uh, is reminiscent of iridescent purple glitter. Oh, oh glitter plants. Glitter plants. Uh, so yeah, chilly, but also um, cool. <laughs> Wow, I hate glitter so much. <laughs> That's not exciting for me at all. No. Wow, I love the glitter. How long did it take to apply? Are you are you, oh, are you okay shook. with that, Olivian? If uh, your plants are like the secret ingredient in my veggie slurry that I need to drink every day to as, keep as my said, flowers in bloom. In terms of that unconscious collective, I believe like it just makes sense that that is a connection mm-hmm. point, especially if it's a secret one that you don't know is neither of us necessarily know is true. Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it could be that I didn't know at first and I know right. now, but I, sure. at this point I'm in too deep. I can't stop yeah. taking it or the vacuum will grow and swallow my everything. Is it possible that when when we're talking about the free food for the unhoused, that this is kind of like the payment? It's like, yeah, put it in the bucket, but also like, don't come into my store. You put yours in this blue bin. <laughs> Take the stuff from the green bin. Don't mix the two. <laughs> we're almost done this episode. We it's need like to build our community now. We're very close. Now we figured okay, out this community. Yeah. So after you've created your characters, work together to create your community. Circle a few of the options below and use them to guide how you talk with your community, your support group, where you meet, what your landmarks are, and discuss the conflicts that happen with your. I think we're already halfway there. Uh, yeah, things you may be working to address, work around, or engage with. So three touchstones about your community. We circle these touchstones. Uh, church basement, favorite restaurant, a family business, the park, a school. Internet Forbes, Public Library, Nightclub, Herald's Only Speakeasy, local celebrity or a local politician. I feel like the the store is yeah. you're all like 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 Xavier's living next door in um uh <laughs> what was it? What did I say? Roger? What was the clothing store? Charles. 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 Charles is Charles. Yeah, Charles is living at uh, Xavier is living in Charles's Charles is, is now Xavier. Yeah. It used to be one of those family businesses where you got the store and then the family yeah, apartment. I didn't intend Charles to left. do Charles Xavier, but like here oh, we are. God. As it turns out, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was pure. Listen, uh, I got cheap rent because serendipity. <laughs> no one wants to live over this void. Yeah, so I'm you're fine living with it. there. The rattling, that's fine. That's and normal. We've yeah. got, and we got Olivian in in the community trying to get my food. So so the 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 food store itself, the fruit yeah. market, is. It's one of our touchstones like you're all i can't come to you you all keep coming to me um i will just bother you at your store and it could it then be the second one be the park that olivian is working out of yeah i, I was food, the same like thing. like yeah. like you're working with like encampment advocacy groups other heralds who've been displaced 
and aren't able to live in buildings like Xavier because they don't have vacuums that they can vomit their fire into each night. So they have to go out into a park. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, you can totally pay rent. Just get more OSAP. It's great. <laughs> so what would our there final touchstone be, be? Would it be the school that you work from? I possibly I'm or is that too far away i love the idea of a school that is physically remote in a lot of ways yeah yeah it's just this thing that's not there so what would our third touchstone be about our community is there a place away from the business in the park that we meet i like the idea of a herald's only speakeasy not whether it's speakeasy or some other spot that only we know about uh, where it's not about business. Local hair. Yeah, we, we, we meet underneath the loud vacuum of Charles's former in the basement. Uh, in the basement of the clothing shop. And that's where we plan and talk about how we're going to. It's one of those and, bookstore mm-hmm. slash bar slash coffee shop places with a. Yeah, I already have to be there. Chairs. Oh, my goodness. The, so uh, my support character is even more. Uh, overburdened with responsibility because I'm looking after this business and my parents, but I'm also looking after our community, but I'm also looking after a growing vacuum that I have to pollinate every day. So that's why we're having to have the meetings there because if you didn't, I'm not letting you have the meetings in my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't meet under the vacuum, you're never going to see me because those are the only two places I can afford to be at at any time. Also, if I'm going to be at a meeting late at night, it better be close to my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least when we have the meetings late at night by the void, you can just spend the time going, yeah, no, that's really <laughs> important. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I can't go um, out anywhere else for nightlife. <laughs> if I've shed too much, oh, actually, the void would also help with the. Uh, you can just grow spicy, your vines into it's it. It's like, just here we go. Just money, money, money. Off. <laughs> we're trading off. We're going to find out that this in. void is not actually going into the nothing that we think yeah. it is. There is another side to it. <laughs> and someone on the other side is getting really annoyed <laughs> at all the fire and plants and garbage oh, we keep throwing oh, through it. Well, so long as it goes to the glebe, I won't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, three conflicts within our community. Um, Activism, access to healthcare, crime, body politics, racial divide, the model minority, religion, indigenous <laughs> land, drug use, homelessness, wealth disparity, visibility, cult recruitment. I think homelessness is one thing we we've already mentioned already. We could, we've got the camp, we've got the encampment in our park. I think the wealth disparity has been kind of alluded to because I'm running a business. I'm making money. I got resources. You've got your student loans and you're you're yep. you're in debt, but you're not um, impoverished. And uh, yeah. I also love debt, as it turns out, as an equity banker, it balances. Um, uh-huh. The the actually the other one that struck me is like oh like the cult recruitment. Like the idea that people are, if they're in desperate times, uh, being attracted to thing? the idea of, of like, you are I, desperately trying to get me to help with this encampment because if we don't help them, yeah. there is a cult that yes. is going to help them, and they're not a church. Yes. Uh, they started as one, but they worship the old gods. They worship, they fetishize the heralds. These yep. heralds disappear to become saints in their cult. And we don't really know what happens to them, but they're cared for, we're told. Yes. And this mm-hmm. cult is doing shit to them. And there's and, a big uh, void here to worship. Yeah, well, <laughs> and if they found out about it, we have to keep that quiet. We have to keep uh, it from growing. Because yes. if they learn about the loud vacuum next door to the fruit market, 
Um, thankfully, I've got a really TV. loud air conditioner, so I can make it sound like it's part of the uh, the the AC. The vents. whole buildings, you know. Yeah, but it just sounds like a turbine going at all times. Yeah. So in terms of conflict, that one was like, oh yeah, you know, because we're I, a very small group. We're only yeah, three of us. Three of us. And and if you know, in Olivia, and I think you see the writing on the wall as if, uh, you know, yeah, you're worried about the cult taking influence. I'm, I'm worried about we, my, my parents' business, but also this vacuum that I <laughs> also responsible for. We're three people who are producing a crap ton of fiery plants and literal <laughs> fire and shocking yeah. things and static electricity. It's very loud. It's very hot. People are getting static shocks off of everything within two kilometers of where we are. And we just need no one to see. <laughs> We're, we're very sure that we can keep this static, shocking, fire spewing, spicy, peppering little collective to ourselves. I'm sure it'll work out. Sure. It's going to be fine. Unless the winds change. No, no, I, just, I just need this to no, stay this way just long enough for my elderly parents to not need my support anymore because time will eventually allow me to not be responsible for them. But I have to make sure that the rest of the days that they have remaining are done in dignity. And then once, once they don't, then that, that, then the rest doesn't matter. So I just need, we just need to do this for another 14 years, maybe, (laughs) maybe 20 because they're only in their sixties, seventies, you know, people live to like a hundred. So we got like maybe 30 more years of this. And then as long as we can just keep it under wraps until then, yeah. then then, yeah. then we don't have to worry about it. Once I become a famous professor, I'll have so much <laughs> money, probably, I think. And, you know, my interest <laughs> payments will be fine then. It will be fine. Once everybody matter. has housing, once everybody has housing, yeah. that we know. Uh, soon. Yeah, it'll be soon. Right? Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. I'll be done soon. It'll all be done there's soon. One, there's one last step in this character creation. This has become a very long episode, but. <laughs> such as it is we've been having fun with it mm-hmm. um there are the five world playbooks these are playbooks that are going to be passed around depending on who we interact with in our in our narrative uh we do need to just make some very quick decisions and i'm probably going to go more like flash round with this so the first one is the stars so every world book is both how they manifest in the mortal world and how they manifest with the great old ones. So the stars represent governments and corporations for the great old ones. The stars show our insignificance in the face of all of creation. You will pick up the stars book whenever someone interacts with or gets the attention of someone in power in a government or a corporation. You will trade this away whenever you need to engage with a government or a corporate structure. So for the stars, we need to circle two desires. What do the stars desire? Profit, popularity, technological advancement, brutal control, dividing minority communities, law and order, encouraging consumption. Well, I think that's relevant to all of us. I'm going to say brutal control for one thing, because control of heralds seems to be on the agenda pretty much any time. Information isn't really on there. I'm not sure how to, but the idea of, you know, the stars as the the academy, the stars as these extractive, not just extractive research is the phrase that's running on a loop in my mind, but that, and also uh, capitalistically people want the popular things that you have, your flowers and such. 
So what if what if that's popularity or profit? Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe just profit, like profit, like yes, they're profit. doing it for altruistic knowledge and gain, but they're not profit. They're doing it because they'll make money. Profit from and control. That. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm also talking about how I've got like they want to get the Herald owned businesses out. They want to yeah. turn them into businesses. So we've got this like pressure coming in from the outside so the the two vision themes for the stars flying through space lost in an infinite faceless crowd the sun is the eye of an impossible beast you are here all in capitals <laughs> the terrifying hunger of being so large they could eat the world and not notice and you are an insect um terrifying hunger <laughs> terrifying hunger in, of being so large they could eat the world and not notice yep with our that big sounds- old hole seems yeah that seems like the maybe the void is the great old one yeah it's like an egg <laughs> well, that's a complicated question now isn't it wink uh um also you are here you like you are here okay we are yeah. kind of trapped we're almost claustrophobic in this one yeah yeah it's actually a very small because if i can't, i can't go if i leave yes. yeah. more than a half day mm-hmm. anywhere i gotta run back I got to run back here to my, to the void to puke into <laughs> and, it. and the business and my parents <laughs> <laughs> and these flowers that keep growing on me that I have to You've pollinate. You've got such normal things to come back for. You've got your parents <laughs> and your business. And I'm like, I've got to run back to this magic hole to puke into. <laughs> oh, we're all the same. We're just all the same, aren't we? We're all the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then there's some tips on here uh, that you can look at um, if you ever pick up this playbook. Uh, that have some prompts uh, when they get active. So the next playbook is the sky. Uh, the sky is high above you and filled with faith in all the gods of humanity. In the mortal world, the sky represents existing religion and structures and religious communities. As the great old ones, the sky rends the fabric of space and time to reveal them as illusion. So two desires of the sky, orthodoxy, devotion, conformity, family, unity, charity. Conformity is definitely uh, a bugaboo. Yeah, um, and True. maybe also devotion mm. in True. the same way. I definitely see devotion as coming up in Xavier's story in ways that I have not yet explained. There seems to be a theme of the heralds will be okay if they submit to these external controls. Right. They will be cared Just be for. Loyal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just be loyal long yourself. enough and you will get care. Yeah. And that care might involve us like burying you in cement deep under the ground so that you can't hurt yourself and those around you. Sometimes uh, care feels like cement. <laughs> two vision themes for the sky. <laughs> a multitude of past yous being picked off by a terrible unseen force. Form is an illusion and all flesh blends together. Existence is a single point in space and you move without moving. You are a puppet directed by an alien hand. People objects, uh, people objects begin disappearing around you when you need them most. You begin to fall into an ever-expanding void only to enter it and fall again. Look, oh. look. Too, too close. <laughs> <laughs> I read these a while ago. It's surprising how easily we fell into some of them. So that last one? Yeah, uh, an ever-expanding sure. void only to enter it and fall again. I, I yeah. mean, obviously, I think we would all be dreaming about the loud vacuum that lives next door. Yeah. <laughs> also, possibly existence is a single point in space because we are 
I know this game is partly about mapping out the community, but our community is so hyper-focused on this mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah, it just happened through through consequence that that's, that's our, our community. It's just like, we're like we a hostage. <laughs> we're we under house arrest. Moving. Because we go away and we come back. We go away and we come back. It averages out to being... We're just like on a Pac-Man screen. You go off yep. one end, you just end up back on the same screen again. The next world page. So you will pick up the sky page whenever someone engages with a religious or faith-based community in a meaningful way. And you will trade it away whenever you need to engage with a religious or faith-based community or power structure. Yeah, so when, you, when, when someone engages in a meaningful way, you'll pick this page up. You will trade it away when you need to engage with a religious or faith-based community or power structure. So like these, they, these might not come into play when we're playing, depending on who we interact with, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep those, those pick up when prompts kind of on hand. The sea is our third world. There are no individuals in the sea. Every drop of water is the same as every other drop of water. In the mortal world, the sea represents the power of the media, how humans consume it and how it encourages conformity. As the great old ones, the sea pulls you down into dark and impossible alien worlds. The desires of the sea. Profit, to divide marginalized groups, to use heralds as wedge issues, to use heralds when they are marketable, or to encourage conformity. So this is a little different from the last one with religion because this is all about entertainment and consumption, media, the news. So what are the desires of the sea here? I feel like the wedge and the and marketable are the two that haven't been touched upon already. Mm-hmm. Like we already have profit, we already have conformity. Well, we're seeing through the nerds' writings and people like the vandalism, mm-hmm. the, the 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 debate happening on Harold-owned businesses, the changes that are going on just in our local, very micro local street, uh, the encampment, the cult, having to care for these folks. Um, there's lots of like, these used to be public spaces and now they're herald tent cities. Uh, they, but also look, some people can run businesses and they can make a money doing it. I hear one person even grows plants out of their hands and runs a flower shop. The idea of using heralds when they're marketable definitely speaks to what I'm imagining. Not all powers have to be bad. Some powers could feed the poor. And we all should focus on matter. those ones. <laughs> Only those ones matter. The other ones, yeah. not, not as important. Don't worry about them. Don't worry It'll about them. We'll find a cure for that. Bad. It'll make people feel bad. That's no good. Two vision themes for the sea. Drowning in an endless dark sea, surrounded by impossible limbs, a terrible presence rising from below ready to devour, sunken cities of impossible angles not touched by human hands, a world that becomes more alien as you sink into it, or wandering through cities broken and drowned by rising tides. That last one resonates with uh, with Harlow. Yeah, because that's that's I think what Harlow's most worried about is that the future is where everything's just going to get eaten by this vacuum that lives next door. Mm-hmm. And wandering through a city that's been broken by some tides of you know. Uh, tides can be metaphorical in a lot of ways. No, this is literal climate change. There's literal nothing more to read into only. it. Li- literal <laughs> only. 
but you know it, it, it can be a lot of different sorts of things the tides of popularity you've talked about gentrification a little bit already but the idea of neighborhoods getting overblown completely by well that ought to be a, a world that becomes more alien as you sink into it with that yeah. same kind of transformation and gentrification like this yeah, place like will be recognizable one. if the store gets turned into a boutique yep. hotel yeah yeah i like that one as well and you're not in that boutique world anymore because everything about you yes it's kind of shaved off at that point yeah buffed mm. out or not yeah. shaved off or thrown into a coffee grinder <laughs> oh, and turned into yeah. and right. throw it into the eyes of our enemies <laughs> Party City. It's funny how metaphors up. collide with actual realities when you do these powers. Oh boy. Uh, you will pick up the C whenever you want to talk about how heralds are shown in the media. Okay. You will trade it away whenever you take a stand or actively engage with that portrayal. Got it. When you can when you conform. Two more, and then we're done this episode, this very long episode. Oh my gosh. The earth is old and it remembers everything that it has been or could have been. In the mortal world, the earth represents humans as groups rather than institutions and how those groups interact. Police may be agents of the stars, but the neighborhood watch is part of the earth. The Catholic church is represented by the sky, but homeless shelters would be represented by the earth. The media might shape views through the sea, but the local homeowners association shaped by the earth. Right. So the earth is literally the grassroots. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and while we're interacting with like this cult that would be part of the of the, the of the uh, of the sky and the um, the the news media, the AM talk radio shows that would be represented through the uh, through the uh, through the um, uh, through the sea and then also uh, the pressure for. Uh, this boutique hotel and all that stuff, that would kind of be part of the stars, this like corporate mm. government legislative pressure. Um, everything else, a lot of like the earth is the encampment group. The earth is uh, even really like what you're writing, the the, the nerd of, of, of a little bit of that. Uh, uh, the Yeah, so as the great old ones, the earth brings visions of the world's secret past. Its visions show the strata of histories that could have been ruins and cities built by species which came before humanity. The desires of the earth to be left in peace, order, prosperity, beauty, rugged individuality, or the status quo. I feel like uh, prosperity in the positive turn as opposed to the prophet version. Yeah. Enough food for everyone. Mm-hmm. Enough housing. Enough. Enough. But enough I, for I, people. Yeah. And also kind of like to be left in peace, not a, not left alone, but left yeah. to be. We have this are. street. We have this business. We have this park. Just let us have this. Yes. We could almost get by without interference. Right. Yeah. We would we like are, to have a bit more prosperity, but if we were left to ourselves, maybe mm. it could work. Yeah, we, we don't really know exactly what we are or what we're turning into. <laughs> but if you leave us alone, that's going to make things a lot easier. Because mm-hmm. we, we need to have that space to find out. Mm-hmm. The visions of the earth. Dirt and stone surround you as you sink into the endless ground. The ground trembles as terrible things rise from beneath. 
The waking world is dotted with remnants of civilizations that never were. Huddling in a cave while something enormous and horrible moves outside. The influence of the great old ones on historical events. I think we're literally huddling in a cave already, aren't we? Uh, yeah. That definitely called to me. Basements. <laughs> Basement dwellers unite. I, also, the waking world dotted with remnants. Like, the remnants for me are the, like, of who we used to be, but also, like, who we're becoming is being, who we're becoming is leaving behind who yeah. we were. We're already kind of surrounded by ruins and yeah. reminders and, you know, my parents that are staying upstairs like Charlie Bucket's parents. Yeah. <laughs> they're just bedridden, right? And they're just up there and he just needs, Harlow just needs to keep caring for them. Um, Harlow, have you tried represent, to see if they'll come out of bed? <laughs> they represent an old life, though, yes. uh, and a life that is very rapidly crumbling away mostly because of the giant loud vacuum that lives next door. <laughs> uh, you will pick up the earth when someone is engaging with an organized, though not official group of regular people in a major way. Examples, putting a herald rights or human rights sign on your lawn, revealing your mutations at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> you will trade this away when you are the one doing the engaging, even if not directly or intentionally. Would you like um, pepper on that? No, no, I have my own. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the last world card is the shadows. The shadows hide much. They open the door to other worlds just beyond the veil. In the shadows, those other worlds hunger. In the mortal world, the shadows represent hidden parts of society, occult societies, cults, criminals, and other heralds outside the local community. As the great old ones, the shadows show you what is lurking beyond. Mundane shadows and darkness become filled with monsters. Impossible shapes flit the corner of your vision, and unrelated things take on occult connections. The desires of the shadows. Uh, two of these. Alternative community profit transcendence forbidden knowledge revenge or power i think the alternative community has already presented itself with this uh cult that is taking people away from the encampment and they're taking them out of the city they're taking them underground or they're going into a place that no, they, people don't return from and they have their acolytes moving amongst the and recruiting people from the camp. And people just give up and they go, yep, I'm signing up for Cthulhu Scientology and I'm leaving. And and I feel like with that cult that there's uh, that the call to power rings true. Like for the Herald, it's like they feel they feel like they're being empowered, even though they're not. But the cult itself is gaining in power. Mm. Does that ring true yeah. for you alternative too? community yeah, and power? Then. The visions of the shadows. Two of these. The shadows are full of monsters or dark hallways lengthen and lead into hideous maws where everything is connected and holds supernatural significance. The shadows are alive and hungering. Darkness is alive and it knows you running through unfamiliar streets pursued by an all seeing, all devouring force. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh boy. I guess that last one then. 
Yeah, all seeing, all devouring. That would be the void. Because if we don't feed, if I don't keep repairing the vacuum, it will just grow and grow and grow and grow and chase us until it eats the planet, right? Um, but maybe also everything is connected and holds supernatural significance. Our powers have oddly synergized despite being completely random. Yeah. And the three of us being, yes, a very small, tightly knit community, um, we do almost form a closed circuit. Mm-hmm. And that feels oddly comforting. Yeah, I think it's, I think so. You will pick up the shadow page whenever somebody goes to a shadows group for aid or engages with their agendas. You will trade it away when you go to the shadows for help, belonging, or to solve a problem. There are likely resources that this cult can help us with that we can never achieve on our own. And if we ever go to them, the shadow page is going to come into play and you'll get access to those stuff. So that's it. That's, that's the setup for dear great Cthulhu. Please stop giving me superpowers. (laughs) It's much more than just us meeting in a support group once a week to talk about our powers. It is also that, but it's also us living together in this community that we are very much stuck in now. (laughs) I at least am. You can all leave, but if I leave, we all die. So that's that that feels like the support character in a nutshell, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, my goodness. Final thoughts before we play our first story episode in the next episode. How are you feeling? Uh how are you feeling, Velvet? Uh I'm feeling energized by this. I it's cathartic in some ways. It's uh it has uh, the language that's being used. The horror is definitely coming true. Uh, coming through, but it's also in our reality coming true. Uh, so it, it is nice to see, you know, playing on, playing as deep as you would like. Yeah. You know, like, a, a, as you said at the top, like some of these, it's like, whoa, am I feeling joy from this in this moment? Uh, you know, and, and if you're not uh, laughing, you're crying. <laughs> maybe both at the same time, both can be true. Uh, yes. So, and, and in terms of the, uh, my superpower, uh, I'm Poison Ivy but very bespoke. <laughs> that makes sense. You? I, uh, I've got the, I've got the vibe that I'm, yeah, I'm quite engaged with this world we've made pretty blown away by the, uh, by the interconnectedness of it all that we've managed to do partly by accident, partly through the collective unsub- subconscious, like you've been saying. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be quite interesting. Also feeling quite at ease with this. I definitely think this is a character I know where to go with. Got a lot of fruitful ideas. And I'm not even the one who grows flowers. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, uh, I, I, I'm always um, wary with games that are short in their rules, uh, mm-hmm. more, especially story-focused games, because part of me feel... Uh, there's a amount of handholding I like to have when I'm playing tabletop games where if mm-hmm. I don't feel particularly clever this day, I can lean on the game a little bit more and it will help carry me through. And this one is kind of helping with that. There's just enough prompts and enough things going on that charge you into other conflicts and other places that uh, despite the fact that there's going to be no dice rolling, it's just going to be telling a story. 
um, I'm always because it hasn't happened yet. So I always worried of like, oh, is this going to be any good? Is this going to be any fun? I'm always a little worried, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tamp that down and lean into to uh, to Harlow and their problems and um, see if I can help the two of you out, but I really can't. I'm very busy. I've got a lot on my plate right now and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's getting into the colder months. So it's getting a little harder to, uh, get fresh food delivered. Supply chains are being disrupted because we're not the only heralds in the world. So there's other stuff going on around us. There's a whole park full of them. Um, and I can't, I got to look after my own. I got to look after my own house first. And, uh, at least I feel like I got a lot of, a lot of those, prompts that i can i can fall into so mm-hmm. yeah. i think I, I think all of us being as interconnected in our reality uh doesn't stop us from uh exploring stories that are out there and how we're contending and having to bring those back to this trio i i think from a from gameplay for me that's exciting is we get our moments to tell our story we get our collaboration and then we also have to contend with (laughs) stop growing stuff over everything or stop avoiding (laughs) stop avoiding reality or like whatever our individual issues are we we can also explore the inner as well Mm -hmm. as the outer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely and then and then as news superpowers get developed it's like new complications oh. yeah the next time we have to roll for a superpower everything's gonna go out the window uh, well we'll find out what goes out the window next week on our next episode for now i have been your support character harlow of the fruit market justin ecock and i have been joined by my two other heralds of this community the organizer olivian i am played- velvet duke and the nerd Xavier. And I'm Ewan. Hi. We'll return back next week with the next episode as we continue to play Dear Dark, Dear Dark, Dear Great Cthulhu. Please stop giving me superpowers. And if you'd like to know more about this game and where it came from, there's, of course, links in the show notes to Darla's itch.io page where you can learn more about this uh, particular book and also Zine Quest 3 that it was designed in and the actual system and all that kind of stuff so it's, it's uh, yeah really really go check it out and until that time when we are back at this table as heralds of the great old ones thank you for listening be good to each other bye 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 The Terrible Warriors is made possible by listeners just like you who've decided to support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Next week, we'll begin our actual play of Darla Burroughs. Dear Great Cthulhu, please stop giving me superpowers. Our shopkeeper Harlow is doing all he can to keep his business in operation, his ailing mother alive, and the growing void that lives next door that will devour us all satiated for another day. Our student, Xavier, is trying to navigate a world of academia that has no problems exploiting and abusing them, while also learning about the nature of the Heralds and finding themselves in the center of this new burgeoning community. And our organizer, Olivian, is trying their best to balance the needs of their community with the needs of the Heralds that will follow them next. Will they be able to set the foundations for a world that welcomes and supports them? Or will it crumble around them and devour the Herald community before it has a chance to thrive? To learn more about Dear Grey Cthulhu, visit basicandbizarre.itch.io. The full link is in the show notes, and you can follow Darla Burrow on Twitter at basicnbizarre. Your terrible warriors today 
have been Velvet Duke, Ewan, and myself, Justin Eacock. Editing and production is also by me. Our theme music is by Epic Game Music. And we will return next week when we will face what the old ones have in store for us right here on the Terrible Warriors. Warriors.